0: It's a garden state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time.
1: Football kids and movies about crime. It's a
0: garden state of mind. Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you this week? Great, Johnny Cakes. Always Awesome. Great. Awesome. Exciting week. Um... For the Bachelor, I think I have a lot to discuss. I feel like last week I really didn't bring it. This week, I I got my Bachelor A game, even though I'm technically out of the league at this point because uh, all my all my females are out. How are you doing? Are you I, still hanging in there? Do you have anybody left?
1: I do. I have uh, Taysha left. Taysha, okay. Uh, I mean, she's really going to have to take you know the points by storm for me to get close. I don't think uh, I don't think I have a shot to finishing the money.
0: Is there anything that she could do? What would, what would put you over the top points wise? I mean, it would be if she punched somebody or if she punched him or like, what would, what would be something that could happen?
1: Well, she would need to tell him she loves him as she gets into an ambulance after riding in a helicopter and being left on a beach. You know, these, there's some big point getters that I don't think she can get.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a long shot, but uh, there is—you're telling me there's a chance—is what you're saying <laughs> that you could win.
1: Well, let's let's go over to standings. Uh,
0: well, wait yeah. a second. What? Let's get some. Let's get some business out of the way first. Oh, cool. um, for anybody who has not <clears throat> uh gross. For anybody who has not listened to us before, uh, we are available on. Google Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Spotify, and Anchor, and SoundCloud. And if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us by email, GardenStateOfMindCast at gmail.com. All right, go ahead. Get into the Bachelor standings. Where are we at?
1: All right, so there's eight of us. Uh, you're in seventh place and done for the season with 101 points. Correct. I'm right ahead of you in sixth place with 264 points. Um, but our first place point total is 607 so i i don't think <laughs> i don't think i'm going to get close to that
0: um you're you're not going to get close to the fourth place uh or, or fifth place spots i don't think no think even fifth done. place
1: yeah the wife has 440 i don't even think i can catch her even though i both her people left <laughs> um so well, you know i need some miracles well then again melinda wanted to pay basically everyone prize money so maybe i will get something back <laughs> she
0: was taking so, a Bernie Sanders approach too or oh, now you get, you're get getting political on me <laughs> so um, quote of the week for sure I think I might have texted this to you was when Colton said I would definitely eat that sushi roll I, I thought that that was, uh, that was wonderful my favorite line of the week honestly I, I can't believe he said it and I mean there should have been like a laugh track after that <laughs>
1: Now, what, was the, what was the situation again? Who was he with when he said
0: this? He was, he was with uh, the lovely Hannah G, and they were getting couples massages, and they were in a bathtub together, and then they got wrapped up. They were wrapped up in uh, – it looked like a big giant leaf. <laughs> Each of them had like the, the – like it was almost like a sushi wrapping. And uh, so they were wrapped up that way, and that's when he said, you know, I would definitely eat that sushi roll. And I don't think that the guy, you know, clearly he didn't make the connection in his head like what that sounds like when you say that about a woman. Um, but I found that to be quite hilarious. I don't know what you thought about that line.
1: <laughs> hey uh, is it does it smells like a hooker at low tide around here? What's that joke?
0: Right, it's like a tuna <laughs> boat in August. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I don't think Colton's gay
0: anymore, by the way i i I don't either. Yeah, like, he really wants to bang that one. He definitely does. And, hey, good for him. Rightfully so. I don't think yeah. he's wrong there. Um, but, you know, so some of the things that annoy me, you know, I jotted down a ton of notes this week. And some of the things that annoy me, they're, they're the same every week. But it's just nonsense. So, like, I think it's clear. He made it very clear that he's his greatest fear is that he's going to fall in love with someone who isn't ready to get married. That's his greatest <laughs> fear.
1: I love I love his greatest fears last week his greatest fear was eating bugs or something in the woods like he, like I, I, the concept of which I'm sure you're just you know getting real uh a real taste of now is this being in touch with feelings and fears am my greatest this and my greatest that like again you're so, yeah. no, no one talks like this no one thinks like this your greatest
0: fear. no Why no that... relationship this doesn't happen in any relationship anywhere no. in any country. I don't care who you are. They're not talking about this shit 24-7 the way this guy does. He must think that marriage is every day you wake up and talk about your feelings (laughs) to each other all day long.
1: My greatest fear is that my my wife won't wake up and talk to me tomorrow.
0: Right, yeah. (laughs) And that's a real possibility, right? It's happened happened to me. His greatest fear should be that he
1: actually gets engaged on this show and then marries that person. That would be my biggest fear because then he can't get – you know, get late afterwards with a whole bunch of different chicks. <laughs> I know.
0: His greatest sc- fear—he's he's screwed. You know, and then he kept talking about you know opening up. Uh, this one's opening up to me. That one's opening up. <laughs> Opening—the only opening up he should be worried about is opening up a vagina. That should be his primary concern. Oh, this dude. <laughs> what am I? I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> Open your heart to me. Open your thoughts to me. I know. You know he's twenty-six. What is he wasting his time with all this bullshit for?
1: I know. It's so funny. Well, you, you, you get into the Bachelor and you can stay in this world for years. You know, you can, you know, probably you can go to clubs and say, hey, tonight at club such and such is Colton. And, you know, you get five grand or something for showing up. You know, you keep that going for as long as you can.
0: He's going to have a good gig after this is done. He won't have a wife but he's going to have a good gig. He can go do appearances and stuff. I'm thinking every yeah. woman that I talk to about this show, they all, they all love him. Really? They think He's yes. Yeah. They're mm. like the opposite of the women in our league who all seem to think he's gay and, and he's a corn ball. Um, but they I don't think he's gay. And he's a, he's a, he's a corny, you know, shit bag.
1: Yeah. I don't think any of the women in our league like this guy.
0: If they do, they're keeping it to themselves for, you know, out of embarrassment
1: or the, they know that you and I would get so jealous that oh know, yeah we would like you know go on a rampage.
0: I let, hey have <laughs> at it if that's it. First of all, I, you know everyone there is married or they got their own thing. I, I got my own thing. Please feel free to tell me if you like Colton. I think <laughs> that's hilarious. I would love to know that.
1: Well, you know, there's dudes out there that you know you can't. If they heard their wife or girlfriend say that they, they thought another guy was cute, like you know.
0: I, yeah there i mean go, if i lot. was bothered by that we would have been divorced a long time ago i <laughs> i've been hearing that shit non-stop forever who cares it's hollywood people or people on tv you're never gonna see them
1: oh my god the the adam levine at the super bowl halftime show like
0: oh when he took the, off his shirt I, I
1: i went and had i went outside and had a cigar and like i was kind of looking in my basement window and i kept hearing this noise like like, all the ladies were so excited so excited about Adam Dean. Like, they, yeah. all needed, they needed a cigarette afterwards, it was, sounded like.
0: Yeah, this apparently it was a big hit. I mean, I heard a lot of... I didn't even think it was a big thing. So he took his shirt off. I mean, that's a lot of rock stars do it. Not that he's a rock star, but a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, musicians and rock stars do that. That's not that big of a deal. No,
1: I don't know. That's the first, actually, halftime show I, I didn't watch, like... Normally, I watch everything Super Bowl-wise, but... It was boring. Yeah, I checked out on that one. I can't... Those songs are so obnoxious, and they get in your head, and they burrow deep, and, you know, they're obnoxious, those songs.
0: <laughs> all right, you don't like them. Um, hey, so back to The yeah. Bachelor. Sorry, yeah. Back to The Bachelor. No, it's okay. It's it's all right. We go, go elsewhere, we go elsewhere. Uh, so they were, they're in Vietnam, right? <laughs> At one point... So I, I thought it was funny the day that and they, they go on the group date and they had they had to fight each other. that was the that was the group date it was they were they were pairing off and sparring with each other. And I swear like when well, first they had to do this thing where they introduced the guy who's the host of the Bachelor of Vietnam, which <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know that existed,
1: of course. why wouldn't it?
0: I, right, I know I, how, how dumb of me I should have assumed it's such a cash cow. So yeah, so they introduced that guy and, he had a ton to say. He said, hi, everyone, um, such and such. I think that was it. And he said it in you know, very poor English, of course. And then they had, I guess, a couple judges or something. There were some other Vietnamese dudes off to the side, and they're like you know, saying their thing. It made me think of the Russian roulette scene. In Deer Hunter. Now mm-hmm. I don't know if that's been in my brain because you you texted a picture of you know Christopher Walken playing <laughs> Russian Roulette, you know that scene, but it made me think of you know when they're they're in that hut on the water, you know De Niro's in there and the "mow mow," you know when those guys are just screaming in their face, you know to pull the trigger. And I was like, you know, they should instead of doing this stupid sparring, they should be acting out scenes from the Deer Hunter. I thought that would have been great. I agree. Like I play Russian roulette with each other instead. Yes, of course.
1: That I could have awesome. I couldn't stop thinking about my, you know all the Vietnam movies. And then at the end, when 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 the chicks started leaving, I was either going to text the picture I sent with Christopher Walken, or like you know the the fall of Saigon when everyone's leaving on the chopper. Oh, that, yeah. that reminded me of The Bachelorette's leaving the show. Leaving the
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, when in Vietnam, you know, I, I figure <laughs> if I ever go to Vietnam, I think I want to play Russian roulette. That seems like the thing to do there.
1: <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> what else would you do there? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I don't know the country very well. Is Colonel I,
1: Kurtz still doing his thing up uh <laughs> Did he get killed at the end of Apocalypse Now? I can't remember.
0: I don't know. Brandon Apocalypse Now is always a little fuzzy to me, Apocalypse Now. Somebody got strangled uh, at the end, right? <laughs> Did somebody wa- get killed? I actually watched it recently.
1: It's it's not
0: it's not that
1: great. It's it's okay.
0: I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just more like cinematic history more than anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think so. I like born on the 4th uh, of July. Um more than
0: anything, probably, Deer Hunter, of course. Yes, I I liked. Um, I thought Platoon was okay. I haven't seen Platoon. I have to rewatch that one. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, Platoon's a good. That's a good Vietnam movie. Um, if you talk about more recent, I mean, I thought Hurt Locker was great. I like that a lot. I don't war movie. Oh, did you see that, Jeremy th- Renner? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember though. Yeah, that's a good one uh we keep straying from the bachelor damn it uh so anyway <laughs> so he has them pairing off right and they're fighting and he was really disappointed because demi you know she's not a good fighter nope, that was and
1: that was just nuts
0: he was, he was mad because she i didn't get it like look at her she's a cute girl you know why do you want her to be able to beat someone's ass like is that the the qualification you're looking I- for
1: I don't know. I was really taken by how everyone said like, oh, yeah, Demi really messed up today by getting her <laughs> When she went to a when she went to a crouch position, that's what I knew. Like she was like, what?
0: Why? I mean, granted, she, she was pathetic. No, no doubt. I mean, there was nothing about her that said she could fight. Uh, not at all. But who cares? Why is that a competition that he would? I mean, to me, it was just like, all right, it's a fun day. I'm going to watch these girls hit each other. But it doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to base my decision on this.
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean. Admittedly, this season's a little boring, and uh, I guess they're trying to find anything they can to prop yeah. it up. And you know, of course, we're all waiting in you know, beta, with beta breath when he hops the fence and leaves. You
0: oh, know, I can't you know, wait yeah, to yeah. to see that.
1: I mean, I guess someone didn't open up enough that day, and he's like, "I'm out of here."
0: And how about how shocked and and upset they all are about it? <laughs> yeah. It's all just like you feel the the breath like <gasps> oh, you know, watching him jump and leap over this this um the door to get off the property i don't I don't know, I want to know what really sets him off too. what is it? <laughs> I just can't wait, yeah, I love when he's describing like um these conversations that they have at these little dates, and yeah you know they're they're just we've talked about this before, they're just the most boring conversations, but He's always got to describe them like, you know, you make me feel like – you remind me of home, and you make me feel a calm comfort. It's like he's fucking talking about a blanket instead of a fucking <laughs> woman. Like the way that he described, it's just so bizarre to me. Like did you ever talk to Melinda that way?
1: <laughs> I'd be so embarrassed if – I mean – the funny? Did he really? Does he really think this way, or is he playing this up? Like you couldn't, if you thought that way, you need to be embarrassed about it by projecting it to the world. I think. I, don't, I,
0: I think he has flowers and Tweety Birds. Like hmm. he's got flowers growing in his head and Tweety birds like flying around in there. Like I don't know that anything real world is going on inside this guy's brain. He's got this image or this vision of how like a relationship is supposed to be. Uh, it's very strange to me. These yeah, conversations he, are just throw me off.
1: Yeah, you know what? He's really he's some he's off. Something's wrong with him, obviously. But... And he's
0: really he's really excited to be engaged. Like he's like a little girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Were some... you
0: giddy? Were you giddy when you got engaged?
1: Um, I think I was drunk, Johnny.
0: <laughs> okay, that's more <laughs> so, what I
1: thought. I had, <laughs> so was the wife. I got her liquored up, good and proper.
0: That that's more what I thought. <laughs> um let me think. I'm trying to I was trying to think of some of the other stuff that happened on this episode. Oh, I liked uh when he went out with Kirpa Who oh, I like Kirpa, She seems fine. Um he takes her on a ride. It, that boat that they went it was like his little tugboat. It looked like the Bubba Gump shrimp boat is what it made me think of. Did you notice you know,
1: that? Yeah, I don't I still I didn't understand other places in the world. Um <laughs> I I, you know, I I don't know if uh do you have any do you have do you have those restaurants called Pho around you? No. PHO. I think it's Vietnamese. I, I
0: know what you're talking about. It's definitely Vietnamese, yeah.
1: So my wife is obsessed with this and and like she goes all the time and like finally I went with her once and honestly I wanted to kill myself. Like this it was like it was as if they they it, everything is like a soup, but it's like the water is like if you took a got a puddle out of the alley Underneath the, tra- <laughs> underneath the trash bin and filled it with noodles. And I mean, you know, I, you know, every culture is great, but I don't know. I like American food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I like mean, Italian because, food. You know, I like, I know, like Chinese I, food, like Mexican food. I don't like Vietnamese food. If the water's like it, it's out of a puddle.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, it's fucking, it was fucking disgusting. And I'm like, I don't need, yeah, I don't need to eat this. There's an Applebee's. I'll just go there. If was there wanted,
0: noodles in it?
1: Oh, it was just oh, yeah, there was noodles and shrimp and it was just it was it was it was horrible. But
0: it sounds like it was disgusting. She had a
1: taste for it. So I don't know, when I see these places and I'm like, you know, you know, we all complain about the government and their you know, their overreach and stuff, but at least there's there's no chance you and I would any of us would be allowed to be on a tugboat, you know, that was in that in that condition.
0: You know? It looked like a beautiful date. It really did. <laughs>
1: That's the one good thing about yeah, the lawyers in this country, and you know, and uh, everyone suing everybody is that there's no chance you're gonna be sitting on such a boat, such a vessel.
0: <laughs> um, so let's see. so so Kerpa, so then Kerpa got a rose, good for her. I, I, like I said, I like her. She seems cool. And then, um, Demi goes all out and decides that she's gonna go to his room, yeah, and she's gonna probably gonna try and bang him, which is what she was hoping for. And, you know, he, he tosses her, which was which was sad. Um, and he, he I loved it when she said she's falling for him and he says, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you, he says, you make me feel so special. <laughs> you know, and that's that's like uh, translation. Goodbye. Yeah. This well, is your last night in Vietnam.
1: <laughs> here is one thing, though, the, the the bachelor or the main person is not allowed to tell any of the contestants that he loves them back. Oh, okay, that's, I didn't that's know part, that. That's part of the show. They're not allowed to admit it. At least you're not I'm,
0: allowed to say I'm falling for you or anything like that? Uh,
1: you could say that, but I don't think you're allowed to say love.
0: Okay. Now, can he say it um, like as an aside to the camera, like in their little interviews, can he say it there?
1: Um, Maybe. I don't know if that's happened. Okay. I am I don't remember.
0: Well, he he didn't want any part of Demi. He he tossed yeah. her, sent her home.
1: That's where I'm like, yeah, that's where Demi has to put on, you know, the Christopher Walken scene, put on the red bandana. Yeah. Spin that gun.
0: Her and Sydney. Yeah. And Sydney got booted also. <laughs> yeah. Well, she decided to leave. Sydney decided to leave because she could tell it wasn't happening with this guy. It um, is. It, it was, is.
1: It's interesting when you when you see someone actually remembering. Oh wait, I have some dignity.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing when they suddenly realize, "Wow, this really is dumb." I'm here with twenty other women competing for one guy, who's not even that great. This is dumb. I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna leave now.
1: Yeah, they get Uh, it. How about
0: have you noticed?
1: uh, I don't know. I'm obviously following Demi on Twitter, and uh, you know, there's Bachelor always trending, but Kalen said uh, that Hannah, whatever. You know she has, she's had it easy because all she has to do is ro- all she's done is rely on her looks,
0: right? <laughs> Coming from the
1: pageant queen,
0: yeah, the right the, the most super <laughs> come from the most superficial occupation uh, on planet Earth. That right?
1: was awesome. That was just so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think these people realize how ironic they are. No, that, that's the best part. No. Now the most touching moment, probably of the episode for me, was when Colton said that the first time he has sex. It's gonna be tender and passionate," he said. That you know, sign how does me he, up. He, first of all, he's a virgin. How does he know what it's gonna be like? He has no idea. I, I have a prediction. It's gonna be the quickest eight seconds of his life. <laughs> Look, that, that's my prediction. You know what?
1: This is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking, or I was thinking about. I hope. I hope someone had the brains to that. So that first night. When everyone shows up in the limousines and it's the full cast. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: If yeah some... They're all introducing <clears throat> themselves to him.
1: Right. If if they didn't set aside a time that day to recreate the scene from Forty Year Old Virgin where they're doing the Age of Aquarius. So when so they're ready. So when Colton gets late in the fantasy suites, the first thing to cut to is him sitting up in bed saying "When the moon," <laughs> and then every contestant's in the background dancing. I, I hope they had the foresight to all do that and set that I, video.
0: I guarantee that didn't happen. It's not, I, there's no way that would be too clever. How, that would that'd be the greatest thing on television in right? 2019. How angry are you that it's not going to happen? I know it's that's a it's waste. It's they're wasting an opportunity, a moment.
1: Can you think about it, and then you, and, and you know you had the one who was uh, what was the costume this year? You had the sloth, you know. They're all dancing, doing choreography in the background. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so great. The <laughs> limos. The
0: sun shine in. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah,
1: bring Jane Lynch back. Just
0: do it. All, do yeah. Do Paul Rudd. Do half the cast. And... Yeah, um, Chris. What's his name? Chris Matthew. What the hell is his name? The host. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, he should be prominently involved. <laughs> Yeah, like he could take his shirt off, dance around like Seth Rogen did. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that'd be wonderful. They
1: still can do it. They can still do it with the remaining cast. You know, maybe let's do all the fantasy suite chicks. Sort of like three of them. Let them right. do it. A- you bring Sydney back. You know, she's a professional dancer. I, I, <laughs> I you know, th- this is a really a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, he's going to be carrying whatever lucky lady. You know, he marries across the threshold. Then he's going to walk in the room, and the guy's going to be like mopping the floor. Just like in the movie. He's like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Colton.
1: Look how easy it is to solve it, to, to make these shows great.
0: Yeah, I, I told you we could probably be, we'd probably be great producers, program yeah. directors for other shows. I think we have good ideas. Um, so, you know, get ready for this week because he made a commitment. He's going to be questioning them harder, these girls. He's going to try and get more out of them than what he's gotten so far and it's almost like a witch hunt where he's trying to find the woman who doesn't want to get married at the end of this did you notice that He's like, I got to find out. I've been told two <laughs> times tonight, this week or rather, that there are girls here who don't want to get married. I got to figure uh, out who they are because my greatest fear is that I'm going to pick someone and she doesn't want to get married.
1: It's like Murder on the Orient Express with this fucking guy. He's playing Clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Agatha Christie novel.
1: Colton, just enjoy Vietnam. Eat something, Eat some crazy shit and just go to the beach. What <laughs>
0: the fuck? Oh man. Fucking yeah, Spectre he's, Clouseau. He's, he's on a mission, but right? yeah. More, uh, yeah. Is <laughs> a pink panther? Oh shit. <laughs> this dummy. Oh, so, fucking it, it, I yeah, I was entertained this, week, <laughs> I have to say. Very entertained. It, it, it still
1: is. It's like I said, it's a little bit of a boring season, but, you know.
0: I think, yeah. I think
1: you're part of Barter Nation now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess so. I'm not going to be attending any parties, though. Like, I don't, uh, and I, I feel like I could do without that first night where they're where they're doing that, where they keep I have to keep watching, you know, these parties going on in different locations and all these previous bachelor contestants. It's that's so. It was annoying. It really annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah,
1: that was new this year. That was that was bullshit.
0: Oh, maybe they'll do away with that then.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone liked that shit.
0: All right, good. I I hope not. Um Okay. You have any more thoughts on bachelor or are you good for this week?
1: No, I'm I'm good. I've said it Hydrophil? all. Bill?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had plenty to say as you could tell. I think I just rattled <laughs> off for like 18 minutes <laughs> about a show that I swore I would never watch.
1: You've uh I tell you what. You really opened up to me.
0: And I like that. I I did. You like that, don't yeah, you? Yeah. I did. I like that. Well, guess what? I'm not, I don't I <laughs> don't want to get married. What? Uh, jokes on you! Oh. I don't want to get married. Jokes on you. I'm
1: no. Gonna... <laughs> we were gonna make tender. We were gonna make tender love.
0: <laughs> oh God. Um. Have you ever brought? Uh. Oh God. This is a hard switch on topics. Have you ever brought a drink into the bathroom? <laughs> or food?
1: Oh, food. Uh. I don't think so. <laughs> No, oh, no! is this a, you have another bathroom work situation?
0: yeah, somebody at work the other day um you know I walk into the bathroom and sitting on top of like we have uh, our sinks at work like they have the hand dryers or whatever so it's but it's right there at the sink so you just stick your hands underneath of it. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about like it's built into the entire sink so and so it's a really big like stainless steel type of you know uh, apparatus and Sitting on top of it was somebody's coffee cup that, mm-hmm. that was like ha- half filled with coffee. And the dude was clearly in the stall. Like I saw the feet, you know, he was, he was sitting in there. So he came in, put his coffee mug down on this, on the sink. And then he went in to take a shit in the stall and he was still in there. And then I saw who it was. Like I, th- cause I sit not that far from the bathroom on our floor and so I sat there. I was like, I got to see who this is now. So I, I waited until this person exited. I was So now I know who's bringing their drink into the bathroom. So it's like, I'm never going to shake this dude's hand. I, I'm just going to stay away from him.
1: That's you're so like, gross. You're like the Larry David coffee monitor. Yeah, <laughs> right. <bathroom> monitor. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll never <laughs> approach this person and say anything about it, right? Because that, that would be creepy and stalkerish, but- you know, in the back of my mind, I know you brought your your coffee into the bathroom. And then in the ladies' room, I heard uh, – this wasn't a rumor, it's a fact. Somebody brought in a slice of pizza <laughs> on a plate and did the same thing. Like they put it on top of that sink while they went to the bathroom. I, heard, I heard they and... brought sushi into the ladies' room. <laughs> uh, that's a piece of
1: sushi I'd like to eat. <laughs> 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 All right, so here's the deal. Sorry. Right, it's a so call he, back. So he drinks his coffee and obviously the coffee kicks in. So now, you know, I'll pose this question to you. Would you rather save your nice cup of coffee or you know run the chance of it getting roofied while you're in the bathroom?
0: Okay. So it's your, it's your call. My call? My call yeah. is the coffee stays at my desk. And then when I get back, I, I mean nobody's gonna roofie it at work. That's not gonna happen. All right. And it, when I get back, if it's if it's cold, I go to the coffee station, coffee area, and I just go ahead and I fill it up. You know, I dump it out and I fill up with, with a new hot cup of coffee. I would never bring food or drink into the most disgusting place in our building—the bathroom. Now, now, who's being naive, Kay? Plus, listen, don't ask me about my business, Kay. Don't ever ask me about my business.
1: I don't. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm sure I've I've I brought a pint of beer into like a bar bathroom, and in fact I'll I've, tell you what
0: I've certainly I'll, appe- I'll allow that I've done that too.
1: Okay, because I okay. I even appreciated some of the places will have like a ledge for it. Um, yeah, I'm like okay, that's cool. Um, I don't. Then again, I don't even know why that's necessary. Um, coffee. That's a that's an odd one. Is it? Are you? Is your campus like miles long? Like is his desk like a mile away where he can't? No, you have to take take like. Not
0: only that, there's a little glass table outside of our restroom area, where you can put like your laptop, or say you had like a little notebook, or a cup of coffee, and you could put it on there, then go into the bathroom, come out, get it, and 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 roll. But if you knew you were going to take a shit, why would you walk with your cup of coffee to the bathroom? Like you can't, you need to be sipping it on the way. On that thirty-second walk to the restroom?
1: Well, maybe he was walking somewhere else, and like I said, the coffee kicked in. And then he had to go to the bathroom, and again, you, 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 there's you know, a table outside. It's pro- it's problematic to me that you can't appreciate that he had he's gotten roofied in the past, and he can't get past it, and so he won't allow nah, this... his drink to be exposed.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you two things about this guy. Number one. I think this is the guy who was was bombing the toilets. Oh, no. I'll 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 never know for sure, but I'm fairly certain this is the, the this is the guy that was bombing the toilets. Also, this particular person lives with his current wife and his ex-wife. His ex-wife lives in an apartment upstairs in his house. Jesus. Yeah, is that bizarre? Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, so this guy's just—he's just a complete mess. You know, you look at his life; it's like if you dissected it, you'd just be horrified. <laughs> and he's dr- bringing his drinks into the bathroom. Yeah, all right. I ha- I'll admit, I agree with you. Don't bring your drinks. Okay. In. Oh, that's good. I mean, you know, we're civilized people. <laughs> I think that I, I didn't think it was going to take you this long to come around. I had to convince you for like four minutes. I had to be fucking Clarence Darrow here <laughs> arguing this point. <laughs>
1: Although Jesus I do Christ. think I came up with a new invention where it's wow. some sort of roofie protector where, you know, you can like slip it on top of your cup or glass or mug. And if someone tries to dr- drop the roofies in there, it like repels it into like, it's clear. So people think they're putting the roofies in, but it just slides off.
0: That's that's great. Is that called a piece of saran wrap? What is it? <laughs> you invented that? Jesus, You might be rich. Yeah. <laughs> been around for ages i thought that that outdated you
1: well you know what if you come up with a better idea let me know
0: (laughs) oh man um do you believe that the earth is uh round or flat
1: (laughs) why (laughs) i'm just Uh, (laughs) i'm just
0: wondering it's not you're in a flat earth I heard a flat earther conversation earlier this week, and uh, so it's been stuck in my head. I've been meaning to ask you about it. It's none
1: of your fucking business. I, I what do I think of on that subject?
0: You don't want to share that with yeah, our listeners. I'm
1: offended that you asked. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're offended that I would actually um, yeah. assume that there's even a potential that you think that the Earth was flat. No, I'm just uh,
1: don't don't worry about it. Maybe I maybe I do. Maybe it is flat. What do you know?
0: Uh, what do I know? I know that the Earth's fucking round. And uh, if you're a flat earther, I want to know right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this is... The flat earth has gained steam, seems like, recently. Has it? I, I hear about it more and more.
0: How's that possible? I don't know. How many people do you think believe that the earth is flat? On this earth. On this planet, I mean. How, how many people could possibly actually believe that? Didn't Steph Curry 20, bring this 20, up recently? 000? I've heard uh, Shaq talk about it in the past.
1: Well, you know, Shaq. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's it's too dumb to even talk about.
0: Oh, it's not. It's wonderful to talk about. What do you What do you mean?
1: No, I mean that there are people who are really, you know, uh, arguing about (laughs) 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 arguing about it.
0: Arguing about it. There are people who have. There are YouTube. So there. I mean, there are people doing like uh, instead of podcasts, whatever you call them, vlogs or whatever, but. I mean hundreds of hours of YouTube videos of these people discussing how and why the earth is flat. I I mean if I sent you the link you'd be amazed how many hours of video exists out there people talking about this.
1: What's the argument? Is there is there an actual real argument
0: that there's a wall at the end of the earth? It's all around the earth, this wall. It's like the Truman it's show. All the way- It is. Exactly. I think some people believe that they believe that this is like under the dome or the Truman show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. And that the sky is just a big it's a big projection. The planets. They don't believe that those planets planets exist.
1: Now, see, sometimes the shit The shit that happens around this is so crazy. Like, I hope I'm in a Truman show the stuff I see happening like it has to be a test
0: <laughs> right yeah some of the people that you're seeing like at the airport what they're doing you're like this has to be am I, like you do you think that you're the star uh,
1: yeah I do think I'm the star um, and
0: all this stuff is like they're just sending in extras to go go do this in front of Jeff now now go do that <laughs> right. you're gonna you're waiting for an uber and you're gonna sit there and dance around at the <laughs> airport go ahead go <laughs> right
1: and then yeah. I'm, I'm surreptitiously videotaping, and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's, sometimes there's some stuff that it, it's just uh, I, I can't believe it's happening, and it has to be all being
0: made for me. I appreciate the way you're opening up this week. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> this better not be about you, this life. If if this is all just for you, I'm, I'm upset. Yeah, think about that for a second. It all ends, and you're like. Yeah, you were just in Jeff's. <laughs> you were in Jeff's <laughs> life. What? At least I got to play co co-host on your podcast. Oh, that's true. You're kind of you, yeah. You're probably someone. Other co- people just get to be like uh, the guy that brought you a, a Coke at the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be the guy the guy that poured him a beer when he was at the bar last week. I have
1: a I have a major role. Yeah, you're that guy. In fact. Yeah, you, you would be my like my friend on the show, and and people there there's now there's a subsect of weirdos that like you're their favorite character instead of me.
0: Right. So, <laughs> well, that that probably happens. I would say that's probably a large. There's a large following there. But um, yeah, it's like you know, are your kids really yours? Are they just baby? Are they just kid actors.
1: They're acting. It's my. They're doing a good. Mind blown.
0: <laughs> Yeah, this it's way too deep, Johnny. <laughs> you just thought Hayden was ignoring you because, uh, you know, he's a teenager. It's because he's, it's because he's just an actor. <laughs> All this time, I thought he was an asshole. <laughs> thought you an thought he, you passed that gene on to him, but no, <laughs> right. it's not true. He's an actor.
1: You know, it's so funny. I, you know, like I know I'm an asshole. I'm like, I'm like. I'm the biggest asshole I've ever met until my son was born. And then I'm like, wow, he's giving me a run for my money, but he's just exactly <laughs> like me. So,
0: this kid's off to a good start.
1: It's a, you know what <clears> that reminds me. I watched the Mister Rogers documentary this week. Have you seen it?
0: No, no, I haven't seen it yet. It's it's so
1: good, and I've watched it twice. I may or may not have burst into hysterical tears at the end of it both times. This guy was such no. a, such a great guy. This is so good, yeah. So genuinely nice. I I grew up watching this show like all the time, and I keep I kept thinking to myself, "Why are you an asshole now? Why are you yeah. so, like like you you had this in your?" But then I'm thinking, "Well, I did have my Livia raising." Her. Yeah, you certainly did. And uh, you know th- that kind of hit me too, like. You know, I had this, I, I, I've overcome a lot, Johnny, in my, you Truman, have. my Truman show. And uh, I, I just, I wish I could be a better person. I wish I could be nicer.
0: <laughs> you know, I do too.
1: I wish I cared about everybody and, like, really, like, God, this guy was such an awesome, I, I, I'm the hell he was so genuine. Like, he really was so into just people
0: uh it's it's a small population of people on this earth that that can do that i you know i care about people you know to some extent not everybody like mr rogers everybody
1: you have to watch it at one point um they were, they show clips from fox news and like the that those idiots on that morning show fox news are saying at one point they're blaming mr rogers because every gen, you know the generation we're now they all think they're special and they all think they're great I was like, "Well, that's a fucked up take on everything. Like, what? what a bunch of assholes!"
0: Wait a minute. What are we the Mister Rogers generation?
1: Is no, us? no, they're probably talking about the generation now that probably didn't even watch Mister Rogers. But
0: oh, got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, and since Mister Rogers Z. perpetuated that everyone's special, which, you know, in a way, you know, that's the thing. I'm always I hate the idea that everyone's special and that you could do anything. But then there was a there was a clip of Rogers like saying. Here's the thing: Your life doesn't have to be sensational for you to be special. All that you need is for someone to love you, and you're special. And I'm like, oh my god, so <laughs> I'm gonna cry again. John. <laughs> it's so true, right? <laughs> and this
0: is what, yeah. This is what it just passed me by. I'm just a dick from Jersey. Mister Rogers couldn't save me. You're not a special snowflake. You know, you're not unique. You're just Jeff that's it yeah i'm sorry i
1: i'm sorry to mr rogers i want to apologize to him and for not not following through on what he tried to teach me
0: yeah he wasted a lot of time on you i yeah it didn't sink in enough
1: it didn't but then again i escaped from that house in a way
0: so right you were contending with other problems (laughs) other demons other demons, yeah. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah, I'll... you you escaped for real.
1: You know, if we're if we're we're, we're going to get into the Sopranos, I'm like, oh come on, Tony, cry me a river.
0: Your mom wasn't that bad. Yeah, speaking of, you know, that's a that's a good segue there, buddy. We we got to get into the Sopranos. Uh, we started our rewatch. First first three episodes, you watched, correct? Yeah. Oh, good. So we're all on the same page. <laughs> that's that's good to know. Um, do you have any initial thoughts? After watching the first three again, I don't know how many times have you watched the the series and, in the past anyway. I, I think I've probably seen every episode like five times. Yeah. And I'm, some of them more than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably
1: five times at least. And then I'll watch a random episode here and there. I think at one point it was like on A&E. Like I even watched those. It was.
0: It was. Yep. So. But any thoughts? Yeah. like
1: It was. I was, I was amazed at how much stuff in the pilot was was re, reintroduced throughout the show. Like, you know, like immediately Christopher was like thinking about the movies. Um, uh, the uh, – when Meadow and What's-Her-Name, they want to go have tea with the Eloise. And uh, like so many things. I was just shocked that, you know, they, even, they were starred in the first episode.
0: I guess they just thought they were good ideas. The Christopher one, yeah, that definitely, that stuck for a long time. I mean, all the way up through close to the end of the series with yeah. Cleaver, you know, being a part of that movie. Not that I want to spoil anything for anyone, but that's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting because the difference between the first and second episode, and I think wall pointed this out in his book, but... There was like a year in between the pilot and when they filmed episode two. Yeah. And you could see the noticeable difference in James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. He gained a lot of weight for that second episode. Because um, he looked pretty young. He looked younger in the pilot. Like, much younger.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was young. He was thinner. He had hair. More hair. It was it was really striking.
0: Yeah, he. It, that's right. I mean, because... Even at, I was just watching. um What was that? I guess it was the episode. Well, we watched the, the first three. But when they're sitting at the, they're at the funeral. I guess after Jackie Aprile dies, and you you could see Gandolfini's hair was already fading right there. And he definitely had a full head in that, or not a full head, but he definitely yeah. had more hair in the pilot. Uh, he had, he had a rough year in between episode one and two. Um You know, I mean, for me, the main takeaway was they definitely did a great job. And they're they're not my favorite episodes. The first, you know, I would say the first half of season one. It's not my favorite. But I think they did a really good job of just laying that foundation, which is really the basis for the show of how awful his mother was and just what just what a fucking number she did on him and how fucked up he was as a result. Yeah.
1: And that guilt of, you know, how can I turn my back on my mother? Um, but yeah, and that takes a while to get over,
0: (laughs) trust me. Well, (laughs) well, yeah, and then, and obviously and beyond, you know, after she's, when she's finally, you know, she dies and he never, there's no closure there with that, you know, so then he just, that's why he's just a miserable fuck forever, um, I think, but yeah, they really set the stage for her just being, Jesus, I mean. Besides that, you know, we'll get to it later in season one with where she's a part of, you know, the hit being put on him You know, she's just – she was an evil bitch, Olivia Soprano. She's a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> the worst mother I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> well, again okay. uh, Yeah, I know, but it, it's it, – you know, and I'm glad you're watching The Leftovers too because uh, at the end of episode three – when he's with Melfi and he gets into, you know, what is this all for? Is this all for, you know, th- all this shit is for nothing. You know, why am I doing this? And, and I, Sepinwall made a great point in his book where it's, it's these little moments where he's watching Meadows sing, where this is the stuff you have to hang on to. This is the, you know, these are those little parts of life that we all need to hang on to.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And if you overlook those things, uh, if you get concerned with too many other things, that's where you lose sight of what really matters. I totally agree with that. Um it, it the writing I thought was just uh, almost as good in the beginning as it was, you know, for the rest of the series. Um some some I thought some some minor weak points. I didn't love the storytelling in the second episode where they send Polly and and uh and Pussy off, you know, looking for the teacher's car. I think that was kind of that was kind of goofy don't you think
1: yeah i don't know what the point <clears throat> i have a question for you too yeah have you seen that 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 insurance commercial with the mayhem um i forget yes. what company it is um where
0: all i think
1: okay he he's like he's like facetiming the guy whose car he's stealing and the guy whose car is getting stolen and he's stealing like a like a fucking civic and he's like breaking into it and then stealing it and the guy's like flipping out like dude you have insurance right like your piece of shit car is going to get replaced like all, all right, these, all, the these all these commercials of the people going crazy when their car's getting stolen like if someone's to steal my car go ahead and take it what the fuck do I care i'll get a new one I'm as long as,
0: as my phone's not in it
1: and 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 you know uh, i'm sorry another tangent so uh, my my basement flooded this summer And so, and then a couple of years ago, there was like a leak that we almost reported, but then a claim. So they count that as two claims and dropped me. My insurance company, my homeowner's insurance company dropped me for this, this fucking horrible (laughs) fucking state of cocksuckers and insurance companies. Oh, motherfucking. I hate insurance companies. And I I, I love when people get over on them and, and, and commit fraud. They deserve
0: it. They're especially bad in Jersey too. We, we have the worst so the worst I, insurance oh it's
1: fucking horrible why so this when this
0: teacher gets his car stolen who fucking cares okay, yeah I, why is that a big deal I, don't know. I I didn't understand that plot point I really didn't I don't know and then they you know and then to just send them on this wild goose chase and with the two gay guys who wound up stealing it was just it's kind of a snooze for me there's filler did you notice
1: one of them was Mike uh, mike Epps
0: Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, that'll be fun. The
1: one, there's gonna be more people we've seen over the years that, that like like that, that are gonna pop up.
0: Yeah. So the guy that um that Tony, so the guy that Tony hits with his car, chases him in the first. I can't remember his his name. He owes Tony money. Yeah, Mahaffey. And then him and Christopher, yeah, Mahaffey. Thank you. That's Michael Gast Gaston. Yeah, Gaston. And he was in the leftovers. He's the guy He's the guy driving the pickup truck around shooting the dogs. Yeah. In the, in the first episode. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't even... It's like I didn't remember... I knew I knew the guy when I was watching The Leftovers, and then when I went back and I watched The Sopranos, I'm like, holy shit, that's him. Um, So yeah, I think it's plus HBO, you got a lot of crossover with stars between different shows too. Yeah, I, I've seen that a lot over the years.
1: Yeah, did you notice Bodie was part of the stick-up with Brandon, or Brendan, and he got into the truck and his gun shot the guy, shot, shot the truck driver. That's Bodie.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. It is? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I did not know that. Okay. See, there wow. you go. That was Bodie. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. How about that Brendan, Brendan Fallone? Ugh. <laughs> what a scumbag. What a piece of garbage. You know, he, he is hitting on the the high school girls, hitting on Hunter.
1: I'm surprised Hunter uh, didn't stay on the show. That's David Chase's daughter, I think. It is David Chase's daughter. Even he couldn't pull that off and keep her on. As bad as the acting no. was on this show, some of it.
0: She wasn't. She, I didn't think she was terrible. No, she wasn't any good. But she wasn't. She wasn't really good. I would say she's probably better than uh, Sophia Coppola. If oh I had God. to compare the two.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I'm mean, I'm rewatching like Miami Vice as well, so. There's so many cameos on that, you know. There's uh, Ed Har, no Ed O'Neill. Uh, what's his name? Al Bundy. Um, yeah. Bubba Gump was on there, the first episode or second episode. There are so many people on that one that I'm I'm recognizing. Like I said, Corky's dad. Uh, of, yeah, course, Corky's of course, of course, Jeannie Cusimano is. You know, what's her name? She's a detective. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. God. How what the hell, how old was she on that, in on Miami Vice? I don't know, man. She but... had to be young. She wasn't that old on Sopranos. I thought she looked pretty good. Yeah, she looks really good. I want, but
1: I... <clears throat> one thing I noticed, or, and then reading with, along with Sepinwall, or, there was, there were some things that were odd, where, like, I think. You know the the uh, when when he's running down Mahaffey and they're doing the doo-wop I wonder why song. I think that was a really bad choice. It uh, was. And, you know, I agree I, with you. And I think Chase admits it. And, but but then again, like when you're watching this first episode, there's so many nods to everything that we love: Goodfellas, you know, Godfather. You know, you see Melfi first time. You're like Cabrin. You know, you you're you're yeah. happy to, you're happy to see her. You're happy to see Spider and all this stuff. And I think they. They had to acknowledge some of this stuff. But, I yeah, even he, he admitted that was a bad choice. But then I like when they're talking about that. So, episode two, where they have a pre credit um,
0: oh, yes. scene. Oh, yeah. Scene. The cold open.
1: Right. So, that. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: it was good and bad in that, you know, they're, it's like they're acknowledging that, you know, this is the past of. Of mafia shows and movies, and you know we're the future of it, or we're you know the new wave, but we're all you know we're all aware of this history of you know and you know actually, and this is where I saw um, so <laughs> I decided to start keeping track of when Paulie says something fucking crazy and when when uh Silvio does his Pacino, he's like, is that Pacino
0: or what? It's a spitting image. <laughs> 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 of, a, of a voice impression, not a spitting image a spitting image and not only that did you find Silvio's impression to be all that great? No, no anybody could do it but, but you know
1: but these are dumb guys I mean
0: right of course um but, well I think one of my favorite characters is Mikey Palmmies. I love Mikey. I just love that guy and yeah. I don't know i I've never seen that guy. I think he was on a show called The Killing. I'm pretty sure on a and a i i don't remember seeing that guy in anything else uh the guy that played mikey palmese he was i forget br- his name
1: he was briefly in the big short
0: oh was he yeah but you were- i didn't remember that okay uh he's i love when tony staples him though oh my god that is a great scene
1: that's not any sorcery
0: uh oh did i fast forward to episode four come oh, on no
1: spoiler alert
0: sorry about that everyone no there's no spoilers for sure <laughs> it's like 20 years old
1: i love um i love when hunter says when they're talking about aspen that someone saw skeet ulrich
0: <laughs> yeah skeet ulrich yeah he was famous back around the time scream was uh, a big movie
1: yes this is 1999 everyone skeet uh, ulrich
0: i know so crazy yeah like uh tlc there isn't scrubs in one of the episodes coming up yes hunter and hunter and meadow or uh making hot chocolate or whatever and spilling it all over the place and singing scrubs in the kitchen horrible
1: horrible kids that you can't just stir some hot chocolate without spilling it everywhere
0: yeah it's splashing it everywhere first of all i've never had that big of a problem making hot chocolate (laughs) nobody could ever possibly have that many problems um but yeah, yeah, the, the, it really it is dated, but it's funny when I'm watching it, I don't realize that. But it it's I do remember like yeah, there. I think at one point, doesn't AJ buy Carmela like a copy of the Matrix for her birthday? <laughs> he gets her like a DVD of the Matrix.
1: I think with the, yeah, DVD. You forget it was. I thought of you with the laser discs and uh,
0: you know the, oh, new, the new
1: technology of DVDs and yeah, I love that stuff.
0: Absolutely, the, the old
1: technology. I didn't. Um, it's Carmela. Took her a little bit to get into what she became. I don't like her in this in the pilot at all. Like she's too, like she knows he's full of shit, which is good, but like when she reacted to when he went, he was in therapy, and she's like, "Oh, I love that, or it's so good for you," or it doesn't seem like her.
0: Yeah, and they really played up. Um, they really played up her this snobbery. Yeah, Is that even a word that or snobbishness, snobbery—I don't know what the hell. Right. But just her, her demeanor, and and I guess that it's almost like she was a real housewife of North Jersey. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, you know, I don't, I don't remember her being that way throughout the the series. Um, but she was certainly that way in the beginning. I was like, I, am not going to like this character. And of course, she wound up, you know, she turns out to be one of the best characters on the show. But yeah, I didn't like the way they played that up with her and Charmaine. Although I do like when Charmaine, <laughs> Charmaine drops that bomb on her oh, that she slept with Tony. Oh, my oh, God. That's great.
1: Maney tears her down right there.
0: Yeah, Maney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and poor Artie. Good God. That guy. He's like Job from the Bible. Just all the bad <laughs> shit constantly happening to him. You know what? Oh, so many good episodes ahead with him. I know. I can't wait.
1: Chris uh, Christopher was pretty mouthy these first
0: episodes he was yes he
1: was I I was shocked when when Tony was taking a DVD player and he's like trying to rip the box out of his hands
0: yeah yeah. well I guess he was close with him he felt he could do that Man,
1: but he never did shit like that afterwards like that was that was that was out of
0: bounds Uh, he had some moments with Tony I think he did but you're right well he was young right he's supposed to be young and stupid um, just get, like yeah. uh, Brendan. I mean, how dumb, I, you know, ripping stuff off of uh, Junior. Like, you should know not to go no not to go against like one of those old school guys. They'll whack you. Like Junior was old school. Uh, you I, know, yeah. We, we did, haven't even talked about him yet, but
1: I had kind of forgotten that part where um, where they you know were pretending to kill Christopher.
0: Oh, that was a great part. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. It's great the next day when Adriana picks him up and she says uh, – she doesn't want to say it. And he's like, what? She's like, "Well, oh, the doctor told me you made number two in your pants. <laughs> I thought that was just a great moment, man. Christopher, he's just such a joke. Yeah.
1: He picked it up. Thank God.
0: Oh, he, he did. He did. But, no, but it was great, especially early on. That was something I liked in the first two seasons about Christopher. He was – he wanted to be somebody, you know, and that's why he's go- that's why he's, he wants to be a writer. He wants to act. He wants to do all these things because he's just not happy being himself. And I did think it was great. They really played that up a lot in the first season or two with him just trying to be this bit bigger than what he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just did a great job of it. Just the way he talks to Adriana. Holy shit. Yeah. It's go what... get make
1: my dinner. Yeah. It's funny
0: how, yeah, you know, like I said, most of the groundwork was already
1: there, whether you knew it or not, You know, other than Carmela getting better. But, yeah, all that stuff, it's funny how it was there from the beginning. And, um, but, it was. You know, got to give David Chase credit, man, for the, the choices he made, the direction he went from the pilot to these episodes. I mean, you know, the Saturn aside and that stuff. But it was all just on the right track track and and when you when when you read Stephen walls book and how it was like almost completely random how it all happened it's it's fucking amazing
0: i know yeah and i i haven't even i'm actually just kind of reading along um the book with the book yeah i'm reading the book along with while i'm watching these episodes so that's kind of how i'm i'm doing it Uh, i like the recaps i like how it's not necessarily a straight up recap in that book and for anyone who's not you know familiar with it um What's his name, Alan Steppenwall? Yeah,
1: The Sopranos Sessions.
0: Yeah, The Sopranos Sessions. Great great book for anybody who's a Sopranos fan, and you really get a nice insider's view, but it's not like they sit there and break it down scene by scene. Uh, I kind of like how they go off into the discussions about some of the themes behind everything, and but then you also go into some insider information about what went into an episode. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Even just talking about the the credits and the opening you know the opening uh uh the intro music yes. for the show and i really loved that dissection of the drive in you know it's almost like tony leaving new york and going home back into jersey i i loved it i thought that was just a great way to talk about that that was, uh, and something you never would have thought of yeah
1: that was i'm glad you brought that up uh yeah seppin law way that out laid that out perfectly about the credits and how it was like you know, just even a different credit sequence than, than anyone was used to. And yeah, you're, you would expect to see New York the whole time, but New York recedes in the background and it's just, it's uh just another, another way. The show is just, just better than anything.
0: Yeah. Really clever. Um, wh- who, who actually selects the music for a show? Is that, is that someone on the production staff? I mean, it's, I was just thinking of because a lot of times you find a show, and some of my favorite shows, they just have great opening music, right? Uh, In the credits. Like, how do they come across these songs? Like the True Detective season one song. It couldn't have been a more perfect song for that series. Well, I think that that first season.
1: I think T-Bone Burnett actually wrote that song for True Detective, maybe.
0: No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? He, He didn't. No. Um,. No, that's like the brothers and the sisters or something like that is the name of the band that actually performed that song. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You're right, T Bone Burnett's involved, but I don't know. Like, did he discover that music, and that's why he 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 selected it? You know, and who came up with the Sopranos? You know, it's just amazing how they find these songs. Well, Chase, I mean,
1: you know, if Scorsese is one, you know, Chase is one a or two of you know, knowing yeah. the perfect song, having a deep knowledge of music. I mean. Even that, um, oh, that Rolling Stone song from Voodoo Lounge that ends one of the seasons, where I think season two, it was like,
0: oh yeah, um, I know exactly what you're right. talking about. I can't think of the name that's, that's right now. it drive me crazy. Yeah,
1: and fast forward to when we have a better podcast, and we will be playing a snippet of that song right now. <laughs> but uh, I know, you know, who the fuck listened, Who listened to Voodoo Lounge? But David Chase, thankfully, but found the perfect Rolling Stone song. But, you know, it's... yeah,
0: th- the name of that song is through and through, yes, by the way. There it it's is. a great fucking song.
1: You know, so so there is um, I'm sure maybe someone's helping him, but I think all the music is his choice. And then, of course, maybe he has certain options for scenes for a song. So if they can't get, you know, if it's too expensive to buy the song for the show. He has a backup plan um, like the Wonder Years. Famously, they couldn't. They couldn't sell a DVD for it because they couldn't clear all the music.
0: Oh, no kidding.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. And I guess they somehow worked out a deal with everybody. But yeah, that's you know that's a big thing. You know, who would have thought twenty years ago how they were going to repackage this stuff?
0: Well, for me, I mean, the music a lot of times can make the show. Um, that's why, or it just it it really adds to it. It really does. Yeah, and I
1: think that's why you know, I wonder why is such a bad choice. And even, um, they did that song, hold on, uh, rumble, which is from Pulp Fiction where, uh, you know, it goes, dun, dun, dun. I think it's when, yeah,
0: I, I know what you're you talking know, about. It's, it's that real, it reminds you of like a, a surf movie from the sixties. Right. Or it reminds yeah. me of Pulp
1: Fiction, you know? So like, like that for sure, like that's a choice you don't make there. Um, but otherwise, you know, you know we should make a note of that the song choices throughout. um, I think I think really the big thing that um that we should be talking about is when when the characters fuck up stuff and sound dumb, and maybe the song choices, like really hone in on these cause, yeah, some of them are just so perfect.
0: I like that. And I think as we go on, so we're gonna watch episodes four, five, and six this week, and we'll and we'll we'll go through them next weekend. I think. For me, as the story gets a little bit better, I think it's going to be easier to talk about some of this, these episodes and just the series as a whole. But I do like focusing on the music, um, certainly any of the stupid stuff that they say. Uh, there are always funny moments in The Sopranos mm-hmm. every episode. And, um, God, I just love Uncle Junior so much, I, especially in the first couple seasons. I, uh, he's just gold.
1: You know, Seppenwall makes a great point, too, about how – you know, uh, Junior brings up how many times did I play catch with you? When he doesn't want to let him kill somebody in a restaurant, it's such a bizarre, yes. it's such a bizarre thought. And and and, I know. and it's I think it's episode three where he's talking to uh, Mikey Palmese, He's like, "I bought that. I bought him a four hundred dollars surfboard." <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Wait, first of all, why are you buying a kid in North Jersey a surfboard? <laughs> Number one, Man, that is a poor gift choice. <laughs> it's a waste of money. But I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, he, right, they talked about how they really kind of blend the lines of family and then mafia family. Yeah. And, you know, say, hey, I did this for you. Now give me that deal in Bloomfield. You know, the, it's very strange, but <laughs> it was good. I liked how they did that. Junior's, Junior is always my favorite. He had so many great lines.
1: He is. We could, yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're eventually going to hone in on Junior and Paulie. And, um, you know, one of the other things, uh, Tony brought up that his uncle told him in front of his girl cousins he was never going to be a varsity athlete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a major blow to my self esteem.
1: <laughs> I love that. It's so great. Yeah,
0: and they, it's you know, that, really that, that that they brought that back. The sad clown
1: they brought back. Um, yeah, the sad clown. You know, uh, back to like a mistake when. So when when Christopher kills email, and then they go to a picture of Dean Martin and Cagney. I mean, now they're now they're ripping off. Do the right thing and. And other, like, just, that was dumb, too.
0: Yeah, I, I know. That was kind of dumb. Um, did you like the, uh, the Shlomo storyline?
1: Yeah, man. Chuck Lowe. There he is. Maury's wigs.
0: That was pretty good. That was really good. I like... A golem! <laughs> you let a golem!
1: Have you seen um, The Serious Man? No. What's that? It's a Coen Brothers movie.
0: A serious man no, I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I mean I you know how I love the big Lebowski. It's very oh.
1: interesting. it's um, it's Michael Stolberg I don't know how to say his last name, but he was uh, he was um, in in Borwalk Empire.
0: who was the guy that fixed the World Series? Um, did, oh, God.
1: did you watch Borwalk Empire?
0: Ah, here and there. I, I can't, they kind of lost me oh,
1: I right, forget it. anyway, so yeah, serious man is interesting. Um it's a, this Jewish guy in Minnesota in the, like the sixties um and he's trying to get a get or his wife wants a get it's really it's it's an interesting movie
0: oh all right I'll, I'll check that one out. I love Coen brothers
1: um
0: um but yes, the storyline the Shlomo storyline when Paulie and Silvio are beating that guy over the head with the when Paulie's beating him <laughs> over the head with the bell oh, say so <laughs> bu- I say Bu <laughs> <laughs> this is how I say nothing. That's it, right? Because bupkis means nothing. This is how I say nothing. He so says smashing him on the head. I've known him since I had hair on my pistol.
1: <laughs> That's I like when, so yeah, the, uh he comes in and he says, uh I heard you miss, we oh, we just missed your uh just missed your father in law. I was like, Oh, I didn't no oh, I didn't miss him or something. <laughs> He's like, What is this? The yeah. cat skills?
0: green. Oh, Shecky Green over here!
1: And then he said, "I see him in the uh, in the hospital." He's like, "I see him, and I don't
0: believe him." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, speaking of that scene, actually, in the hospital—that's that's where they come in. And Mikey sitting there next to Jackie, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you ever wonder if they got the? They, they check these lines here, as if there's air bubbles in there? It, you know, I could kill you." <laughs> and then he said. Like, he leaves, and Jackie's like, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he's, he just can't wait to tell you about every guy has got a fucking cancer cell on his body. <laughs> there are people like that, too. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. Just doom and gloom. And I, uh, How
1: about when uh, when Maury says to, to Tony, as the Talmud says, I don't care what he says. I don't
0: care what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great line, man. I, you know, you, I'll tell you, man, if you, if you st- just... Don't even pay attention for a second. You missed something on that show. I, I swear. I might have I'm going to have to go
1: back. I'm going to I going to create a comprehensive list and maybe we'll, we could start next week with the list and just go through them all because they're so, they're so good. And it's so, really it's are. so perfect how they how it gives you a great insight in how their mind works. These guys, they're all just they kind of they catch things but they
0: catch it half-assed and then you know they fuck it up. Uh oh, and how about just the writing? Oh. You know, I mean, the writers who created these lines and like just the the one that you just quoted about that ta- as the Talmud says, and he says, I don't care what he says, like that is fucking hilarious. Oh, it's really funny. I know. And how about you know uh,
1: that's that painting back in the waiting room? That's a horse test. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. And uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, when he's talking to Carmel, he's like, "What am I? I'm a Hannibal Lecter here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hannibal lecture, I know. Yeah, you know, they really did make him out to be dumber, especially early on in yeah. the series. Yeah. I didn't find him to be quite that dumb later on.
1: That's true. Yeah, he didn't fuck things up like, yeah, they, they were making too many people fuck all this all this stuff
0: up. Yeah. They played that up. Eventually it was then it was just kind of like Paulie and Christopher, even Christopher always said some dumb stuff, um, but I I found like they were really playing that up a lot. Uh, early in the series, you know, these are just yeah. dumb—they're dumb gangsters. I think they kind of dropped that a little bit, probably because some people are complaining that they're making Italian Americans look like idiots. Yeah, maybe. Well, there were definitely people complaining well, about the show. Have it when he said,
1: "I had a semester and a half of college, so I understand Freud as a theory." <laughs> you do? Freud is a theory.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: glorious. Uh, I want to make note of uh, and Seppenhelme did the Rockford Files playing in the. uh in the retirement community. Oh, by the way, Drinking Game, every time they say retirement community.
0: Um, yes, they do say a but lot.
1: But Rockford Files, that's actually my ringtone, too. I love that show. I have to I have to rewatch that one, too. My grandfather that loved was that James show. James
0: Garner? Yeah. It was James Garner, right? Yeah. Uh, did you watch uh, Marcus Welby, MD? No. No? Hmm. They were both on in the afternoon, that's why I
1: asked. Yeah, or Quincy, I they think, were was both like a, when I remember. It was like Rock Fires right the Quincy.
0: Yeah, I remember both of those. Um, I just remember Marcus Welby also. I don't – you know what the funny thing about Marcus Welby? I mean, that was literally a show that was about a guy who was just like a fucking pediatrician or a family doctor. Was it? They had, Yeah, that's all – I think that's all that he was. Like it was like a private practice. And yet somehow they came up with an episode every week.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I never saw that. One.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to dive deep into that one. I don't even know why I thought of it. Probably because you're talking about '70s TV shows. Um, if you all right, you got any uh, final thoughts here on Sopranos? If you any see lines you want to read, if you see
1: Scorsese someday, are you going to yell out that you love Kundun? Kundun? Kundun. I liked it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who
1: even, who was even in Kundun? I don't know. I have to watch that one. I haven't seen it.
0: I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, I don't know. I never looked that one up.
1: But, uh, you know, so as you're, as you're getting into the leftovers and I like, the Oh,
0: that's the story of the Dalai Lama, by the way. Code oh, there me. you go. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I, it's going to be, this could be something we could tie in leftovers. Like that scene at the end of three where he's like, you know, all this shit's for nothing. And, you know, Muffy's like, all right, you're questioning the mystery of the gift from God of knowing we're going to die. Um, this is all stuff will, that will tie in, and and I think it's very interesting that you're watching the leftovers.
0: Yeah, the leftovers I'm enjoying so far. So yeah, I, I like that. I'll be well, I'll be keeping up with the leftovers, and um, it's actually hard for me to stop as I'm watching the Sopranos. It's hard for me to stop. Like when I, I watched the third one, I immediately rolled into episode four. As you heard earlier, because I I started talking about scenes from the fourth episode, but it's tough to stop watching.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it was instantly so good. And I think, yeah, it was just the right mixture of letting us know, you know, a nod and a wink to Goodfellas and our history, a collective history of mob stuff. And then it's brand new. And, um, and you know, we could say this now for the first time of Gandolfini being the best choice for, for this role. I mean, just perfect. Just everything is perfect. Yeah.
0: It's amazing that the guy that was cast as Jackie April was supposed to play Tony. Yeah.
1: He could have been good too. That, that, I mean, it's, you know, like Wall says, it's, we, you didn't really have a history of these guys. It's, it's very interesting looking back on it now. And like, even the moments where like, where Tony's dancing with his mom in the kitchen and, you know, both of them are dead. Um, God, it's, yeah, it's like who knows what what a what a waste now. But
0: yeah, well hey, we're we're paying tribute to it now by doing this, so that's our contribution. Yes. All right, I think that wraps it up for this week. All right, cake. So, episodes uh, four, five, and six. Watch them. Be ready. We're gonna have more bachelor talk, and then uh, anything else that comes to mind. Yeah, don't watch any sports, no matter
1: what you do because we're not going to talk about sports. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, we may here and there, but right now I'm just disinterested in everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching too much TV. That's what it is. Perfect. All right, All right. good. good. Well, well, hey, thank you very much for joining me. Anytime, Johnny's, Johnny. Journey. Anytime, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> Thanks for opening up. I appreciate yes. you opening up this week. And uh, we will be back next week.
1: We got out of the Vietnam episode alive.
0: We did. We escaped. Mao wow. wow. <laughs> Mao <laughs> All right, man. Thank you to all our listeners. Jeff, have a good rest of your weekend. Bye, Johnny. It's
1: a gone in the state of
0: mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a gun in the
1: state of mind.